listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and this week we are still talking about product creation. If you didn't catch last week's episode, be sure to check it out. I was really talking about the first step in the product creation journey where you are formulating ideas and picking the best ones. So that is a really great episode to check out. And I created like a checklist PDF kind of document thing with all of the stuff from the episode. So be sure to grab that. I will put another link in the show notes of this episode in case you missed it, because it would be really helpful. But in this episode, we're moving on to part two, like the next step. What is the next step that you would do in the product creation process after you have picked and finalized your ideas? And this is the part where we're talking about planning products and getting things ready, getting the things you need, setting things up, like those kind of early stages where you're technically kind of getting the document ready, but you might not be really throwing yourself fully in. But this is going to be a nice quick episode. I just want to share the sort of five steps I think we should go through in the stage. And let's just get started straight away. Okay, number one, I think once you've settled on your product idea, you are ready to go. I think a really good tip is to plan, 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 like really plan what will be included in this product. Whatever you do, don't just wing it. And this you know, full disclosure, something that I still need to work on. Sometimes I get really gung-ho and excited. I've got this product idea. I just want to start making it. I'm just diving into PowerPoint, making the worksheet or whatever. But they say that planning, you know, is the way to go with most things in life. I feel like, what's that saying? Failure to plan, it's preparation to fail, something like that. (laughs) Point is, I think the planning is the way to go. So you might be thinking, okay, what do you mean by that? I just mean it's really good to either think about or even write down how many activities are actually going to be included in this resource. Are you going to have differentiation? Are there going to be color versions or a digital version? And this kind of thinking, truly thinking about what you want this product to look like when it's done, I think can inspire you to make the resource bigger and even better because you might start thinking, hey, okay, well, this is what it's going to look like. I'm thinking roughly this many activities. Okay, maybe if I'm doing that, I could add this. And I guess if I'm going to do that, maybe this would be a good idea. And you might start kind of, kind of get the ball rolling of making it better before you even start instead of just kind of running with it. And I just think that might be a really wise thing to do. So planning is always good. Now, number two, the next thing you can do, and this is still in the sort of planning phase, is thinking about the price of your resource before you create it. Again, something I still struggle with myself, but come on, I'm not the only one, right? Tell me I'm not alone in this. You make the product, you make all the previews and the thumbnails, you upload it on TBT, you scroll right down, you get to nearly the end of the listing and it's like, what's the price going to be? And you're like, hmm, ooh, ooh, well, how, many, ooh how much should I churn? And you're like doing that last minute pricing thing. Now, the truth is last minute pricing is a bit of a recipe for inaccurate pricing. So if you can think about pricing before you're uploading your product, that is wise and even better if you can be doing it before you start. And you might be thinking, well, I can't price a resource I haven't created. That makes no sense. And it's true that you probably will be finalizing your pricing after it's made. But I think it's really good to do a little bit of research or plan how much time this resource will be saving a buyer. You could actually 
can look at the market about what other kind of sellers are charging for similar resources. You want to make sure that you are comparable to the market. So you're not pricing last minute and therefore pricing way too high or way too low. So having that little bit of knowledge. And I think that acknowledging how much it will cost will make you realize that you could add more to the product and make it even better and therefore charge more. Because if you go into it thinking, I want this to be a resource that I can charge $7 for, like that's a kind of a goal for me. I, I don't want to make a $2 product. I want it to be around that 5 to $10 mark. Then you start thinking, if I want it to be that price, well, I'm going to need to make sure that it is worth that price. What kind of activities am I going to need to include to make that a fair price. Whereas I think if you just kind of start making, you might end up making this small little resource that really only is worth $2. So sometimes thinking about that pricing can be really motivating to getting you to plan a bit better when it comes to making the product and making a product that's bigger and better and juicier and has more value to your buyer is something that you can charge more for. And that is really the goal. We want to move away from those $1 products and get into the things that are going to generate more revenue for our business. Okay, so number three, after we've sort of planned what's included and we sort of considered the pricing a little bit and we're kind of getting ready to go, number three is sorting out your clip art. Now, if you don't need clip art for the product, that's fine. Or if you already have some on your computer that you know you can just grab, then you could start looking at it and planning it and all that. But for most new products, you might find that you don't have the clip art on hand. And so this tip is to invest in your product, invest in your idea by purchasing a set of clip art or more. Now, I know, especially if you're a newer seller listening, you might be thinking, whoa, I don't know if I want to spend like five bucks on clip art for this one product. What if I never use that clip art again? What if the product doesn't sell? That's like a big investment when I don't even earn that much money, that kind of thing. You might be having that thinking. And here is just a little bit of reasoning I want to share with you about why that is not ideal is number one, you probably can use that clip art again. I have so much clip art on my computer that I've used for so many different products. It's very versatile. But number two, clip art is for those of us who sell kind of elementary resources that rely on it. It's one of the things that really separates a quality product from a not so great product. And truthfully, this is something that I shared with my course community not long ago, is that I used to be stuck in a very vicious cycle when I was a newer seller. I was a bit kind of tight-fisted in about investing my business at first. I was like, I don't want to buy clip art. So I would get all this free clip art from all these random different clip artists. Some of it wasn't very good quality. I would get really dodgy stuff, really terrible clip art. And so what happened was my products themselves looked pretty terrible. They weren't good quality products. They just looked awful. And that's the truth of it. And then I got stuck in this vicious cycle of, well, those poor quality products weren't selling. And so I wasn't making money in which I could invest in clip art. And it just went round and round and round. And at some point I kind of came to my senses. I started sort of dipping my toes in and buying a few sets. I started making products that looked better. And then voila, they did obviously start selling a lot more. And then I kind of got into that good habit. But I do think investing in your business is a really good idea from day one when it comes to things like clip art. And remember that once you've sold that product, just like once or twice, you break even, it's pure profit after that. And that amazing creation that someone else created is going to make you money for years to come, not weeks or months, whatever. This product could be making you money in like five years time. And you'll be looking back thinking, why was I quibbling over $4 set of clip art when this product has now bought me $4,000? whatever. (laughs) Depends on what kind of seller you are. Not every product makes $40,000, obviously. But even if it is just $400, like that's pretty cool. 
So number three was invest in your product by buying clip art. Number four, now we've got to that point where maybe you're ready to go. You've got the clip art. You actually open up your PowerPoint or Keynote, whatever it is you use. So this is the setup stage. And my tip is that I recommend that you use templates to set up your document and to make your life easier. If you aren't already having a credits page template, having some kind of cover template or an upsell page template, all those things like that we need at the beginning or end of our document, having them all ready to go. So you can just like grab them and insert them or start the document with them already in it. Get that boring stuff out of the way, get it done, use templates. It saves so much time, trust me. And I sometimes think that having that all there, it helps out if you're in that phase where you are excited to make the product, but you just, you know, that's sometimes the hardest thing is getting started with anything in this business. And so once you've got the product kind of created, like the files named, the credit pages there, it's kind of like it's ready to go and you can just start doing all the fun stuff. So get that boring stuff out of the way. Now, number five, the last thing after you've sort of set up all that boring stuff is that you might start actually almost creating by adding some of the basics. You might start inserting some borders or copyright. You might create some activity templates, set up your page layouts, for some of your resources, you're going to copy and paste. You might be like setting up how your task cards are going to look. You haven't put the problems in yet or the clip up, but you're just sort of laying out your page. So that's number five. And I do recommend good quality borders, always adding copyright. And again, using templates if you can, it's always going to make your life so much easier. This is just a reminder that product lines are a really great way to go for time saving. If you're wondering, how can I make more products quickly? You know, I've heard people say that in Facebook groups. So like, I need to get this done faster. It's taking me too long. But I think templates are the way to go. If you can create a page that you can use again and again throughout different products and you're just tweaking the clip art and stuff, that is really time saving. So in summary, after you've chosen your product idea from last episode, make sure that you are one, planning what's included, not just winging it. Two, thinking about the price before you create if you can. Number three, investing in your products with things like clip art. Number four, using templates, getting all that boring stuff out of the way first, getting yourself all set up. And number five, getting those basics added. And again, using templates and things to get things ready to go so you can start the fun stuff where you actually put in the clip art and put in the problems and activities and do all the enjoyable parts. So those are the kind of Good five steps to follow, I think, in the early stages of product creation. Now, I really hope that this episode has helped. I wanted to keep it nice and brief. Don't forget, like I said, there's a link in the show notes because last week's episode, I created this little checklist PDF thing. It's kind of got everything you need to know for generating your product ideas, picking the best product ideas, and that is always really valuable in the product creation journey. So be sure to grab it if you haven't already. And yeah, definitely try to use these tips from this episode. I hope that you're really enjoying this little mini series on product creation. I really hope you find it helpful. Be sure to let me know if you do. If you haven't done so already, it definitely would mean a lot if you left a review on this podcast. I always love to know how people feel about it. And be sure to follow and subscribe along on your preferred platform so that you don't miss out any future episodes on this really awesome topic. Okay, I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.